My name is Billy George. And Adelie Enriquez. And we're doing a book review on Cuz by Daniel Allen. Cuz is a book that's not only just uh, an educational for Daniel Allen, it's a personal one because it's a cousin that went through the criminal justice system and she learned more about it because it's personal about every different element of the criminal justice system and uh, the structures that are around it. So on this um, book review, it's pretty deep and um, so complicated. I mean, how would you describe the book? Um, set up. Like, uh, as if it's a structure, as if it's geared to this particular, in this particular way, like, as if there's no accident into how the whole thing is set up. Not just for uh, Michael, but for society as a whole. You think we can incorporate race to something like this? Yes, almost definitely. Okay. So, do you think Michael Allen was set up like, as far as all his environment and everything that was going on? Yes, I believe that environment is one of the main, main cause of a lot of crimes. And if you put somebody in a whole totally different environment, the outcome going to be different because each environment that you go in is like a different expectation. And if you don't have an expectation, then you pretty much is doomed to doomed to fail. So how do you think that Michael Allen or Daniel Allen explains all that in this book? Well, given the the, the location which he was, grew up in is uh, Los Angeles. It's like the... Um, he also kind of moved around as well, right? Yes. So I that he had that no, does. like, he didn't have like a stable place mm -hmm. as well so that kind of incorporated to Yes. It. Not having stability is one of the, it's hard because you have to constantly move from place to place. You came from relationship and where there is no structure, there's destruction. Yeah, like it can really psychologically mess up somebody that's upbringing regardless what race you are or what gender you are, you know, having that. No, no structure in home and or having a, a a bad structure at home can really influence you in a bad way. Yes, and pretty much every area of your life, relationship-wise, education-wise, because uh, because of a home is the one of the most important institutions that uh, society is made up. So. What you learn at home, you take it everywhere. So if it's a bad structure at home, school is going to be a bad structure. Um, and working will be a bad in everything, every part of your life. Like what are the like high points of the book that really got to you? Uh, what it was, the part where he committed the crime and the, the punishment for it. What really struck my attention was that he got he got committed uh attempted to rob the car but with the robbery of the wallet they got him as that. Which means that like when he um 
He also had a weapon, so that kind of heightened the situation as well, right? Yes, because he's just not added another charge on top of that attempted robbery, and would make it always make it way worse than it was. Historically, you know, Congress had uh, passed the anti-cartel law, which made it because at that time there was a lot of cartels, so. He just kind of caught, got caught in the law as well, in the three-strike law as well. But how did that happen? Yes, I think that was, I think that the, um, I think that really plays a real part in having information and knowledge. Yeah. He, at that age, with that family background, he didn't have necessarily the knowledge to know at 15-year-old, like, oh, this is the right time to commit the crime. Mm-hmm. Like, he just really got caught up in with the new law. And because it's new, they wanted to see if it works or not. And through him, they showed that it worked. Mm-hmm. It's like somebody telling him, oh, this is a perfect time to commit the crime. This is not. Mm-hmm. So from the situation with the cars already, you know, a lot of cars being broken into, he got caught up in that. And then the, the law that with the three strikes law that just now being where well, it reduced the, um, the age of when you can be tried as an adult. So mm-hmm. it's like he got hit in every different way that just caught him up even worse. And because of the people who create the law, mm-hmm. who define what law is and what criminal is, so with the three laws, like you really look at three the people, strike law. Mm-hmm. yeah, like not just a three strikes law, with like the laws. Period. Uh-huh. You look at the people who make the law, and if what they're doing, if it's right, like by what they're doing, mm-hmm. like is it just or is it unjust? And it was so unfortunate and. Tragic for Michael Allen. Yes. So in the because, how do you feel policing courts and corrections were involved with in the book together and separately? Well... According to like the criminal procedure, the police is the first one that get the call. Once the police get the call, the police everything is based off the evidence that the police give to to um the process the whole criminals the the police is the one the first encounter that they get to. The court is the, which are to determine uh, the outcome of it. And the correctional officer is one that's going to make sure that with the police and the court, that it stands strong. Mm-hmm. Like, um, in several instances of it, um, even like the beginning of the investigation with... Michael Allen's death, the police is like the first one that they call to find out um, about Allen being up inside the car. Then another instance was when Michael Allen had done the robbery. The police got called. The first thing was the police, and the police got there and started 
um, not so much kind of questioning Michael Allen, but like kind of dating, like he just really confessed to all the crimes and then crime that he, that was not relevant to right then and there. So as the police got like the information, then the whole process, you know, you had to go to jail and wait for a court date. And then all of that information is brought before the court. Now, when the court get the information, they process everything, they process all the information. And then, then that's when the lawyers come in or you can't for a lawyer like the uh, public, public defender. defender then they come in but the problem with the courts and with the public def public uh, defenders is that that whole thing is set up too because of the plea agreement mm -hmm. because if you don't have a lawyer you can't really afford a lawyer all they're going to go try to do is get, try to give you a lesser time with the plea agreement mm -hmm. but what most people most people don't know and especially with the um, this case is that they didn't know about the structure of the police system. They didn't know about the criminal justice system. Mm -hmm. If they would have knew that ninety five percent of all of them do not do not see a jury, and only five percent, they would have thought twice of it. Like yeah. they didn't know that maybe if he do go to trial, maybe something that they could say can persuade them to get lesser charge than them. Mm -hmm. In the book, it said that you know the judge said if you take this plea agreement. Matter of fact, it said please take the agreement because he was younger, he couldn't do it, so his mama had to do it. They told him that he would get a lesser crime, a lesser charge. But they didn't tell him how less the charge was. Come to find out like that it was his mama decision. Now the mama went religiously and saw God. And when she saw God, God told her that he was gonna get seven years, which wasn't facts because he got eleven years. And then after the courts do it, then the correctional office take it in hand. And now it's the correctional office sir, that in prison that makes sure the sentence is served. Mm -hmm. What the what the problem was even with going back to the judge, it was two different different judges. Mm -hmm. The same one that charged him as an adult was not the same one that placed him. Now one of the, the second judge actually um wrote a letter that and this was like this where you see the problem with the judge and how they're not like um, solid with the correction office is that he wrote a letter that don't send them to that just yet, you know, put yeah, them in CYA. Them in, yeah. You know, the youth, uh, California Youth Authority. Yes, a exactly. youth prison with, you know, people of his age, but it didn't follow by it. Admitted as he turned 17, they shipped him off to prison. That's how those so like, two different departments work separately. Yes. Yeah. Because everybody play they like they main part yes but still at the same time they work separately like the course is not out there with the police officer or the correctional office is not out there when the police making you know they are i like to say i like to say like that they are one body that have different parts each one of the parts works separately but at the same time they still work together to mm -hmm. make sure the body mm -hmm. function a certain way yeah that's true what do you think um led michael to confessing all that like um I kind of sometimes feel like because of his earlier um, exposure to the criminal justice system where they were really, you know, lenient and it was more like due process versus when he actually went through everything, they were like really stern, you know, but I feel like he kind of like innocently said, oh, well, 
I had been so honest before and I kind of disclosed things before, <laughs> nothing really happened to me. They're kind of lenient versus what he went through was. Uh, it was kind of like, um, like the criminal control where like, where they got more straight is really like for somebody who done, uh, repeat offenders. Yeah. Repeat. But the problem, even with them being straight because he repeated offenders that he was never charged for nothing. Yeah, uh, before. Like his charge was not based off of what he had done in the past. Well, his feelings was, you know, there was this way because I'm young or whatever. But what he didn't know going back was the law. Yeah, it totally changed like, yes. when he was in there, yeah. Yeah, so the law, because of the law had changed, yeah. they, 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 they got more stricter. Yeah. But according to the conflict theory, you know, the problem with that is that the law, the people who makes the law, yeah. And that anytime, and I believe that what push him more and more is equality. Because being young, like because then coming up, you know, with having everything that he felt like I, this is what I need to do to survive in the geographic location, which was Los Angeles. Yeah. So I think that all this elements that was around him actually pushed him to do it. And I think that the family structure was false. Like it was not, it wasn't strong enough where at some points of the book, it talks about how they was, they had it to help, but they did not help. Like his external family, well, they did not help as much as they should have helped or they could have helped. That's true. Okay. So in the book, you know, um, how does the deviance play a role in the in the book? It plays a role just by its definition in itself, where it states that deviance is like going against the social norms or what is accepted, what is accepted among society. For example, like from the book, cause. Um, they talk about towards the back of the book. They talk about gangs and how they define gangs. What like because the definition of gangs. One of the definition was to be posted on your set or turf and protected, or sell drugs on it. Um, the deviant part of it is that like it's not gangbanging. It's not a social norm by that definition. It does. It goes against what it goes against society. Be, but the problem is like not every gang member is a drug dealer. Like from another mm -hmm. from another definition, it was just mean like protecting, protecting your turf. Mm -hmm. So many people, many young people getting in game for protection. So I think that just like for to be around like um, family, mm -hmm. like or a former family, if the current family is dysfunctional. So I think like that plays a role in it. And another way that deviants play um, a role in there is by robbery. Robbery goes against the social norm that which was Michael Allen was doing was robbing people at a young age. Yeah, he severed, he did it several times. Yeah, so yeah. it falls like it falls from what's a, what society, what you supposed to do. That's like that goes in with the law that you should not rob. Like. It goes right into the norm, like right into that. It goes against the social norms. It goes against the law. But I kind of feel like um, Michael didn't have a choice. I mean, you're saying it's deviant, but I feel like it's not deviant. It's normal for 
you know, what do you do when you're, you know, put in this neighborhood, you got to defend yourself. How do you defend yourself against grown men? You know, you're only a kid. How are you supposed to do that? So I kind of feel like Michael was not deviant. So, I mean, how do we, how do we even argue that? Well, that's from like, like it could be from like two very different perspectives. Uh, like when you talk about the police, the the courts, and when you talk about the correction office, they don't see it as like that, you know. And that's like bring that's what bring up the issue with like the two main different perspective of it's not deviant because it's a way of life for some people. In depending but, on what area they live in, yes, of course. Yeah. Yes, the 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 location is like one of the key elements to it being growing up into a uh, environment and even to a low social social economic background it's kind of like you are forced to do it like you grew up around you know thugs or gang bangers so you don't even want to but you know that joining the gang is protection so you join the gang and you know that you know you can't fulfill your basic needs so you gotta rob you have to do what you have to do to supply your basic needs. But coming from like a lawyer and you know the police, their perspective is not you have to survive. Their perspective is you're breaking the law. So by you breaking the law, like that's their whole perspective, they're going to pursue an asset. And because if you put race up in it, because like the because of his being African American plays a, a major role inside the criminal justice system. How would you summarize the book? Well, I would summarize it. It's a it's the way that the whole system is set up. It's set up for a certain group of people from the foundation of the country with the Thirteenth Amendment. Um, I feel like it's a it's it's set up to target a certain group of people so they can fail, so they can go back to being a slave to the system. And another thing I like I um. I just like the fact that she used a more personal, you know, to go into it because it was her cousin. So the whole book, it was more personal to her. And so therefore she went more in debt and broke it down, not just from a broad perspective, but from like a very narrow perspective of, you know, from the police, the first response from the court and how they set up to even the correctional office. Uh, the environment, not only that he had outside, but also internal within the criminal justice system, which go off the movie, The House I Live In. So it's just like he had to live in these conditions. So he met people that he might not met. If he would, if the system was never set up for him to go to jail, he might never met his girlfriend, Bree, and it might not, it might would become a whole different outcome of him. Yeah, and it was a pretty tragic outcome. So thank you for tuning in. This was Arely Enriquez interviewing Billy George. And thank you and have a nice day. Goodbye.